What's my name? It's Priyanka. Yeah, Priyanka. Priyanka, not Pranka, not Priyanka. Priyanka is what my lovely producer Joseph wrote into this intro. So that means that I have to read it. Great. Thank you. Also, Joseph today is sporting a blockbuster hoodie. Um, he's obsessed with the nostalgia, probably because he peaked in high school. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Famous this week, where we do not talk about Bruno, but we talk about me, Priyanka, and all the famous things that go on in my life. Plus, this episode, we have a very famous special guest who I'm excited to talk about some tragedy that struck the fashion world in Hollywood this week with, and also just talk about their iconic life and the way that they do things, because they're a big inspiration to my drag. Um, We got Alexis Stone in the building, people. Anyway, so before we get to all those famous people, let's talk about me for a second. This week has been crazy. I am suffering. I am literally suffering this week because I have my wisdom teeth. Oh, my God. Like, what a pain in my ass. Like, what? whoever made humans, why did you decide to grow an extra pair of teeth in my mouth that I'm not going to need, but have to go and pay lots of money to pay for? I had to do cameos for like two hours just to pay for my dental surgery. So like, What's the point? What's the point? And if you see my x-rays, they're crazy. It's like these two little teeth growing the wrong way in my mouth. It's so creepy. Yeah, so open my mouth, cut open my gum, break my tooth in four, and pull it out in four pieces. So I knew my wisdom teeth out. I don't know if I said that. I just started to rant about that. So next week, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting my wisdom teeth out. I'll have a full report in two weeks about how it went, okay? Oh, being famous is hard, especially when I have my wisdom teeth still in. (laughs) Um, So I want to talk about something. A journey. A journey is a journey is a journey is a journey. Joseph Shepard was finally creeping my Instagram, doing research on the host that hosts this podcast, finally. And... He came across a photo of me doing a Canadian Tire ad, sponsored ad post of me out of drag in a Canadian Tire uniform, looking at myself in drag, in drag. And a lot of people don't know what Canadian Tire is. It's like a hardware store in Canada, but it was where one of my first jobs was from. Now, I have a confession. I lied. My first job was actually at the real Canadian Superstore. I was a cashier for like a month, but I got fired which is shit, but it's probably because I talked too much, but they fired me. I didn't steal. Don't worry. But what happened was they had this rule that you're not supposed to like cash out your family, me- me- your family members. So you don't give them like discounts and stuff. And I cashed, no, my, my brother cashed me out. I bought a Grey's Anatomy DVD, no discount, f- paid full price. And they were like, sorry, you can't do, do, do that. You're fired. Both of us, me and my brother, they fired, which I don't think was very nice of them. So anyways, that's why we don't talk about Bruno. We talk about Canadian Tire because I worked there forever. It's funny because they hired me to be in sports and I was like sharpening people's skates and like being a sporty girl. Like people would walk in and be like, hey, uh, so uh, you're sharpening these skates. And I'm like, yeah, maybe lock them doors. I can sharpen your skates. So 
Anyways, that, that's kind of like, that's what Canadian Tire is. So that's all I have to say about Canadian Tire. And during that time is when I was like hustling and volunteering at Rogers TV. Like, so I just started. And then I actually, I was, I've been taking risks my whole life, people. Just so we're clear. I've been taking risks. I literally was working at Canadian Tire part-time, okay? Quit Canadian Tire to work at Best Buy, for season, oh, I just burp, sorry, <laughs> Mess, messy queen, work seasonal, yeah, on a month contract, and guess what, they liked me, and they kept me, and I worked at Best Buy for five years, this is things that you can only get exclusively here on Famous This Week, and if you're listening to this and saying, Priyanka, I do not care where you used to work, like, none of us care, you dumb bitch, that's fine, I'm showing you that... You don't care about my past, and that's okay, because <laughs> you don't care about my journey and where I came from, but it's fine. It's not like when I was in the workroom on Drag Race, I could be like painting my eyeshadow and be like, well, I used to work at Best Buy. No, I have to bring it up here. They, they just use other trauma when they were on Canada's Drag Race, you understand. The trauma room, I, I like to call it. Listen, we are not getting ready for the runway. We are getting ready to speak up about our trauma and cry through our crusty-ass banana powder just to talk about our storyline point to have the audience relate to us. Mine was my dad, but I didn't cry. And if you actually watch behind the scenes of other queens telling their trauma stories, it's actually funny because... I'm still doing my makeup while everyone's like crying and hugging each other because I'm like, no, they're only giving us two hours to paint. I will not stop down. I will not stop down and I will not be a part of this. But I'll listen. I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear. And I'll continue to blend my unblended eyeshadow because back then she wasn't blended. She was doing her makeup with spray paint and Sharpies. Now she's blended and she's a goddess, in case you're wondering. From rags to riches, she was looking like a rag when she won Canadian Drag Race. Now she's still looking like a rag, has a long place to go, and has a makeup artist to make her look like riches. Which is actually a funny point, because people often get their panties in a knot about drag queens being painted by makeup artists, because like the form of drag is that you DIY, you make your own outfits, you style your own wigs, you do your own makeup. But drag is an industry now, Han. There are makeup artists out there. There are stylists out there. There are such a team that you can put together to help you do shit, to make you look like the star you are. When Beyonce pulls up to the, to the, to the whatever, Brooklyn Met Center, whatever the fuck you all have over there, you, do, you, do you pull her aside and say, hey, bitch, you do your own makeup? Did you make your own costume? Did you style your own wig? No. Exactly. And being that I am a imprint of Beyonce and my success is literally of Beyonce stature, you don't have to ask me those questions because we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Later today, in today's show, we are going to be listening to some of your voicemails here is your weekly reminder to call me now. We are going to take this commercial break and you're going to give me a call and leave me a voicemail. Tell me a secret, whatever you want. Just drop me a line at 661-977-6855 and I am making the next show about bad relationships. So give me your opinions on this and who knows, I might call you up. Up next, we are chatting to the makeup goddess herself, Alexis Stone, here on Famous This Week with me, Priyanka. Welcome 
Welcome back to Famous This Week. Now, our guest today is makeup artist, drag queen, and shape-shifting beauty. It's Alexis Stone. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. That was a lovely welcome. <laughs> so I have to say, you are uh, a huge inspiration to me personally you are so incredible i love the risks that you take i love that everything you do has a really cool intention and you're also a nice person when i met you for the first time i was shocked of how nice you were thank you i think (laughs) despite what has played on over the years with sort of the internet satire i think when people meet me in like a normal regular setting the first thing people always say is you're actually a very chill person so uh thank you i appreciate that you're like relaxed. You know what you want. You have your non-negotiables, and that's what, how how you should be. Absolutely. I'll never forget when I released my music video for Cake. I wore this like all latexy kind of look, and you reshared it on your story. And I remember that like everybody that I worked with was like, um, "Alexis Stone just shared your photo." It was like I I won Drag Race. I'm releasing these music videos. I've done all these sponsorships, but like for them in their world, Alexis Stone sharing my photo is what made me famous. So thank you. <laughs> oh no, I love everything you do. You know that already. <laughs> so how did you discover and then master the craft of you painting yourself like so many celebrities? Do you know what my background has been in digital retouching? So for years, I just used to oh. sit at the computer and perfect people's faces and perfections so i was always studying the spaces between people's features so when i sort of ventured into my own cosmetic journey with surgery and things like that you do become very familiar with your face i always joke about it saying my face is literally made out of the back of my hand so (laughs) i don't know i think i sat down one day and i said to my flatmate at the time i said i'm pretty sure i can make myself look like it was um, Nikki Tutorials was the first one I ever did, actually. Um, uh-huh. And it was a great reference point because she has like a, a lot of face to work with. So emulating it with makeup. And then when I saw the reaction online, because it was pretty uncanny at the time, I was kind of like, oh, God, I was like, I can actually do this. And 257 transformations later, I guess I can kind of do them with my eyes shut now. But it's one of those things that really does freak me out as well. And sometimes... <laughs> not not all of the time, but it's sort of 50% when I look in the mirror after and I'm like, Damn, it, it spooks me out. But I don't know. I just always had a fascination with faces. That's so interesting to me because it would be kind of freaky to look, look at yourself in the mirror and like not see yourself. Like <laughs> I remember feeling that when I like first started drag, like looking at yourself and seeing yourself look like a cartoon character, especially... I said it earlier on the podcast today, like when I first started drag, my makeup was like spray paint and Sharpies. Like that's what it looked like. (laughs) Now she's a little bit different. She's blended a little bit more, but back then it was just like, you looked like Madagascar on on your face. Um, But you do have that moment of like looking in the mirror being like, oh my God, like what is that? Am I under all of this? Which which part of getting into geesh for you is when you're like, okay, there she is. Because it varies. It's lashes and lips. Yeah. Lashes and lips, baby. Yeah. Like, it's always, I like, with, I makeup with no lash on is the most stressful thing Ooh, ever. Yeah. Like, it stresses me out. What about you? Oh, probably lashes. Yeah, right. It just pulls it together. I just, I snatch everything up anyway. I, you know what? Lashes and nose. I've had my nose done a couple of times, but nothing comes close to when I fucking snatch it in with a nice contour. <laughs> you're like just keep shaving her down (laughs) two little like holes that's what that's the end goal 
I'm so dead. So like, was there a moment where you were like sitting there to yourself being like, holy shit, this is taking off for me? Oh, for sure. I think doing drag for years, I did drag since I was 16 and I sort of did the whole club scene before social media was where it's at now. So when I saw mm -hmm. social media becoming a thing and I saw drag also becoming a thing and being an influencer, I was like, well, fuck it. I was like, let's merge all of those together. Um, mm. And then this was before the algorithm as well, which was um, a lot kinder on one's soul. So you really got viewed and you got appreciated. And it was a monumental time of people's lives changing because of social media. So, I mean, I went into it with a very unhinged schedule approach. I shaved my hair off, I shaved my eyebrows off, not to benefit my drag, but I was doing three celebrity transformations a day because the response was so monumental and it was reaching the celebrities themselves. So it was an addictive high. Um, obviously over the years, it's relaxed a little bit as they've introduced new updates and algorithms and all that belly bollocks. And I've also done 250 people who I know of. <laughs> I was very much towards the end scraping the bottom of a barrel um, in terms of the people that I was being asked to do and people that I was doing. But yeah, I mean, the response is the thing that really fueled me through it. So what what is your relationship to like a celebrity? Like I I remember specifically like before I met you for the first time, not realizing you're going to be in the room. It was like okay, uh, we're going to go find Todrick's dressing room and we're going to meet Todrick Hall for the first time. Okay, like I, I look up to him. I'm, I'm I'm excited. Like oh, this is a crazy happening. And like you open the door, you're sitting there. Todrick's sitting there. Like I'm I'm the person who like back in the day like lined up for hours to meet like the Pussycat Dolls and Lady Gaga and Beyonce and shit. So like. I love celebrities, whether how big or so small. I think if someone can can do something iconic to make themselves a celebrity, like it excites me. Mm -hmm. So like, how about you? Because as you said, you were doing like three celebrity interaction um, transformations a day. Like, were you kind of getting off on like, wow, I, like whoever I am painting on my face might see this and that would be iconic for you to kind of be noticed by somebody who you admire? For sure. I think being recognized by your peers is always a, a huge factor that goes into anything. I, I grew up watching films. So my reference points in terms of celebrities and artists that I appreciated were always actresses and actors and the occasional mu musician, but music wasn't really where it was at for me. So mm. my reference point again was actors and it's difficult being in a room with those kind of people. And I think when you do drag and you grow up in this sort of this community of the gay world and the queer. Everyone knows everyone. I think you know more than anyone. You can go anywhere in the world and you always bump into each other. So for me, it was not so much second nature because I grew up in a council estate. I can definitely appreciate the magic of the celebrity culture. But again, when, when any actor or celebrity in any context would respond to one of the transformations, of course you get that little sort of nudge and high of, Oh my god! Like I'm not a pe I'm yeah. not an unknown peasant. <laughs> I do know who I am. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, love that. occasionally I do sort of I have my inner freak out moments, but I try and keep it under wrap because I always say to myself, if someone wouldn't, and it's not because I think I'm Beyonce, but if anyone else wouldn't freak out or lose their shit or confabulate or piss themselves meeting me, I would hate to want to bring that kind of experience to them because they they get it a lot, and I. <laughs> seen a lot of my friends 
whether they're musicians. I see the interactions they have with these amazing diehard fans. And it's a sensory overload, my doctor would say. So I just try and keep it as refreshing and neutral as possible. Yeah, it, it is funny when like, you know, I'm like a big fan of Little Mix and they all follow me on Instagram and DM me and stuff. Like, it's funny because the DMs are very like, yeah, hey, how, how's it going? Oh, yeah, we're we're besties. But like the 13-year-old girl inside of me is like, oh, my God, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? But you are right. It's It's kind of like artist to artist when you are like when you are in those situations, it's kind of what ends up blossoming out of those like being friends yep. quote unquote with somebody that's also an artist or, or, or a famous artist at that now you famous people talk about you people love to talk about you and all these projects that you you, you do are incredible and amazing so how do you deal this is like a general question because a lot of people listen to my podcast for some kind of advice mm-hmm. so like how do you deal with the criticism and the scrutiny that, like, I feel like I, w- I don't want to say you're constantly uh, under because it comes in waves, mm-hmm. but you are one of those targets when it comes to criticizing, and you do stick up for yourself, which I love. Sure. Um, so how how do you how do you deal with that? I know it's a g- g- generic question, but you can relate. Do you know what it comes in spells? I obviously haven't been the best over the years of growing up on social media, and I wish there was a manual book on things to do and what not to do, and. It was a different Mm -hmm. time years ago where the internet was very drama filled and that's really what the audience gained much of their enjoyment from, from all of these artists. It wasn't just me. And I think regardless of what a viewer is going to think of you, there's really little you can do to change that. I'm fully aware of the things that I've sort of said over the years and the way I've acted. But I think when you have a good group of people around you who can... uh, not laugh things off but can reassure you that you do have a good heart and you do have a good head and it is a lot of sort of um you have to what's the term you have to sort of know yourself i guess to have this thick skin that allows you to roll these Mm -hmm. things off that you read of yourself over the years and i've read everything you could possibly think of from fabrications to truths and i remember i won't say who but a close friend (laughs) of mine she said you know what it becomes a lot easier when you just say, do you know what? Nine times out of 10, what they're saying is true. So that was a big thing for me. I was like, do you know what? I have been a cunt over the years and I'm okay with that because <laughs> regardless if I have a big mouth, I have a big heart and that is more important. Yes, you so you do have to have thick skin and nine times out of 10, again, what they're saying is true. And it does actually make me laugh for the most part because whilst I'm having a little autistic meltdown, I'm glad people can find entertainment in it and of course, those that don't. But you do just have to reassure yourself and know your heart. Yeah, 100%. I think it goes back to like just being unapologetically yourself on your output and on your input too. Because you are right. Like if I said something or did something and people are talking about it, that's who I am. So who gives Absolutely. a fuck? Absolutely. I, I always say unapologetically myself, but apologetic when I need hey. to be. <laughs> okay, we're going to be back with more Alexa Stone on Famous This Week. Famous. 
Welcome back to Famous This Week with your best friend, Priyanka. What's my name? I am here with makeup mogul, Alexis Stone. All the way from LA. How's LA treating you? LA's good. It's exhausting in like many capacities. <laughs> I don't drink and I don't do the whole circuit, hook up, gay nope. culture. So again, it is a sensory overload. But do you know what? Even the dog's assholes get sun here. So you take the pros with the cons. Yeah. How long are you going to be there for? So originally I was here for a month and a half, but work seems to follow me. So I'm now having to stay here an extra month and a half. And then I have to Yay! fly back to England, get on with some work because I'm working on a, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm working on my second installation with a certain fashion house. So I'm excited yes. to sort of get back, back into my groove. And then as soon as I wrap that up, I'll be heading back out to LA. A back and forth queen. That's why I like, that's why I like to hear. <laughs> I love it. I've, I'm going to be in LA next month. So I'm going to come find oh. you and stalk you. And we can actually hang out when not in a busy club full of 400, 500 people. God, I would love that. <laughs> the last time I saw Alexis was in, there were so <gasps> many people in that theater. Oh, that was... And it was at the, and you snuck in, said hi. <laughs> and you're like, okay, goodbye. There's so many people here. It was very busy. And I think anytime the queens are out, I, it's not that. I avoid certain situations, but you can kind of read the room when you're sat there with a flat cap on and you, you're looking to your right and you're looking to your left and these kids are absolutely already like dropping at the fannies vibrating because all the queens are on stage. So yeah. it was funny. I remember it was a, it was a very busy venue and then you popped your head out. So everyone's looking at you freaking out. You're waving at me. So then it just became a big <laughs> thing. And then, yeah, but it happens. It happens. It's part of it. But thank you for coming to Always. see your girly. You're the best. Okay, so uh, recently, actually just yesterday when we're recording this, um, it's Terry. I pronounce it Terry, right? Yeah. Okay. Terry Mugler passed away, which is uh, uh, it's very shocking, mm-hmm. especially to the drag world, to the fashion world. And I would say it inspired a lot of your drag. For right? sure. Absolutely. You made you made a post of, uh, about it. So, like, any kind of thoughts that you want to share about losing such an icon? I think growing up as a queer kid, whenever you see these artists who speak volumes for you or on behalf of you, whether it's intentionally or indirectly, I speak on behalf of millions when I say his vision, his work was so monumental, and it will continue to live on to be that seeing the theatrics and someone being so outrageously flamboyant and gay and queer and it really was a community ahead of its time on every element and whilst death is inevitable it doesn't mean it becomes any easier and there's been a few people who have passed that i really it does you go with the the feels of it i remember when robin passed away and um terry moogler was one of those and i think what you're seeing now on social media of everyone speaking about their stories and the influence he had on their work just speaks volumes on someone that really will live forever. And one of those unintentional artists that just enabled people to flourish and understand who they are, the direction they want to go in. Um, And visually it was just ahead of its time. I think seeing these strong silhouettes, these broad shoulders and this tiny waist, I think it's why so many drag queens relate to it because we're all, fucking built like men and we snatch our waist in so um yeah terrible terrible news but um i hope all of his loved ones and the colleagues and his family and friends know that um the impact that he's had on so many people um 
it's timeless. And that's like a true um, example of someone that will live forever. 100%. I think it's very interesting because when someone passes away, I think I said it last week or two weeks ago, it's like you're famous when you put out your first hit single <laughs> and when you pass away, right? Like those are like the, when people talk about you the most. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it it's 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 very sad seeing somebody go but for me trying to find the bright side in, in a lot of tragic things you know as entertainer we turn our trauma into entertainment it is it is very nice to kind of be like re-educated of where all this inspiration has come from i look at all the photos that people are, are posting all the looks and i'm like i've seen all these looks on drag yep. race i've seen all these looks on magazine <laughs> covers recreated or from Mugler directly um it's it, it the influence is is wild like you can't even begin to explain the influence that someone like terry Mugler had which is which is amazing and as an artist that's what you strive for and as you said makes you live forever absolutely it's just a really beautiful and, it totally is. And somebody else who passed away this past week or two weeks ago uh, was Andre Leon Talley. Mm-hmm. He was an American fashion journalist, stylist, creative director, and editor at large for Vogue. Yeah. Um, also somebody who is so influential to the clear to the queer world and also to the black queer world. So it's just one of those things where mm-hmm. it's interesting to, to – it's like two things. For me, it's like, you know, don't forget to – touch in with your loved ones mm-hmm. but as an artist always remember where your influences come from and who inspires you and don't be afraid to let them know it because like mm-hmm. it's sometimes to wait for them to die to say it isn't enough Absolutely. and that's one of those things when you see someone pass away like Carrie, i'm seeing the huge response on social media and it's not one of those things where you wish he could have been showered with that whilst he was still here mm-hmm. but it is one of those um sad elements that comes with passing away is you really are it wasn't that he wasn't appreciated whilst he was here he was an icon but i wish he could have seen the incredible love and uh support from around the world 100 percent. well alexis stone that is a wrap on you as my guest on famous this week did you have fun i sure did i wish you could see me i'm smiling <laughs> like a cheshire cat <laughs> you are the best and thank you so much for being so supportive and so great and I cannot wait to see your other projects that you have coming out everyone make sure you go follow Alexis Stone on all social media and you're fucking amazing I love you so thank much thank you babe I will see you soon can't wait alright famous people we'll be back with more famous this week with my favorite segment called call me now are back and it's time for my favorite segment call me now where i priyanka make you famous so here is your weekly reminder again if an unknown number calls you pick up your phone it's either me a grandma or the irs (laughs) okay let's listen to some voicemails i'm on standby ready to hear them i'm looking through you left a lot last week so let's see hi priyanka my name is jeremy from raleigh north carolina I'm actually just sitting in my car really fucking high, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try to call Priyanka and see if this shit works, and I hope to God this is your voicemail and not someone else's because, um, yeah, that was embarrassing. It's just someone else's, sorry. But anyway, I love you, bitch. I think you're the shit. Um, I, 
honestly just got into your music and your shit is fire. And I hate, even though I'm gay, I am not a fan of a lot of drag queen music because it all sounds the same and it's pretty wet. But your shit's fire. I love your shit. Um, hope to meet you. Come to Raleigh. I know we're country-ass city or whatever, but come bring your ass to Raleigh. We'll show you a good time. You know what I'm saying? Have some fun. So anyway, call me back, bitch. I love you. You are the shit. My one and only queen of Canada. Love you, love you. Bye. I am so... First of all, I want to say that, like, 80% of the calls that we get on Famous this week are of y'all saying that, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm... I'm high right now and thought I would call. <laughs> so shout out to all my cannabis smokers out there just having a good time while listening to Famous this week. I support you. I remember the one time I did an edible and hallucinated in a park, so I don't partake as often as I want to, but I will get back into it. If you have any tips on how to be a better weed smoker, you can also let me know that. I am open to hear, and I'm sure the audience would like to hear it too. Should we give them a call? I feel like we should. Hello? Yes. Hi, it's um it's Priyanka. Is this Jeremy? Priyanka, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck is up? Oh shit, I did not think you were gonna call me. Oh shit. I had to call you. Your voicemail was so iconic. You literally just like shut every musician down and told me that I'm the best. You are the fucking best. Dead ass. You are. You're 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 like, I don't listen to that shit, but your shit is fire. I was like, oh I'm dead ass. Perform your shit in the club, and like, <laughs> I'm a hip hop guy. I'm a hip hop guy all day long. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with you. Okay, so I have you on the podcast, famous this week. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Now you know we use this mo- moment to like give people advice or have them ask me any question they want. So this is your moment to 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 ask me anything. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay. So over the quarantine, I gained a little weight. Mm-hmm. And I feel so unattractive right now. And I feel like I project it onto people like when they're not like, oh, you're fucking hot. Like, I kind of feel like I just project that off to them. What, what's your advice for me to get my, like, my fucking self-confidence back and my mojo back? So this is relatable content because I, too, because here's the thing. Is like no one will ever know how we feel. They only kind of like think they know how we feel. But like, for example, like I had to end a tour early in December, come back home and I've been sitting on my couch for the past like month now, just like working on projects, but not like that physical and just like overeating and stuff, which is like, it's one of those things that, yeah, it takes away a lot of your self-confidence, especially when, you know, people are looking at you and commenting on you. Yeah. The one thing that I do think helps is that like trying to understand that whatever next steps you do, whether or not it's, oh, I want to be more healthy or, oh, I still want to actually eat whatever I want and be happy. Whatever it is that you do, it has to be for you, not anybody else. Like that's bottom line. I totally feel that. I do. You know what I mean? Because like there's nothing wrong. There's nothing like, wrong with eating. Part- yeah, I love myself. I love how I look. And I just feel like, you know, I need to fit this mold if I don't want to be single for my rest of my life. But I just don't want to do that because I love me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I exactly. And also, if, like, you're going to meet someone who's going to be so, like, 
hard on you for the way your body looks and the way that you feel like that's not somebody you want to be with you want to be with somebody who's gonna like love you when you're 30 pounds overweight and when you're 30 pounds underweight like what you look like shouldn't be a big thing and if anyone's giving you trouble you tell them to call me because i'll pull up I will glue some lashes on and I'll pull up, bitch. I'll pull up at their workplace and take them down. I'll take over the company and fire their ass. I'll do whatever I have to do to protect you. Don't worry. I'm like, I don't know what it is, man. Well, you know, a lot of people are fucking, especially online when they're not seeing you face to face. They just, you know, they'll say what they want to. And it's like, a lot of people will be like, oh, don't let that get to you. Don't let it. But it's like, after a while, that shit starts to get to you a little bit. But like you said, I don't want to like change to fit some mold. That's not me. Yeah, no, it's all, it's, it's, it's so funny because it's like, it's easier to be unapologetic and it's actually harder to try to fit a mold. So the more, the more that you are yourself, the easier life you'll actually have, which is so weird because like society tells us differently. But in my experience, in my experience, it's like the less you give a fuck, the happier you are. Write it down. Said my my bestie Priyanka called me up and told me this. And know that I love you. Thank you for listening to Famous this week. And you have yourself a good day. You too, free. Thank you. I love you too. Come to North Carolina, sir. I got to see you. Yes, we have to meet meet up. You're the best. Love you. Love you too. Bye bye. Oh my God, I love that person. What a great person. Like, we're vibing. It's so funny because there is like a lot of you call in and talk about this shit all the time. Like, people being like, oh, like, I'm feeling insecure. Like, what do I do? I really, 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 truly believe that, like, whatever you're trying to find, it has to just be happiness within yourself, not trying to impress other people because, like, you can go on a diet and lose a bunch of weight, but then, hey, that can fade and you can go back to what, what, what you were or whatever. You just, but if it's for you and your help, health not not trying to impress people that's what you gotta do baby okay let's listen to our next voicemail shall we hello priyanka it's me miss tiffany martin calling from Houston, <gasps> ontario Canada, the home of limestone and, and and you visited a couple of yes, times yes i love <laughs> tiffany <laughs> priyanka i have a question for you on your podcast here uh so you know some of us are single ladies out there, and some of us have now recently discovered that Jason Momoa may be single now. So, do <laughs> you have some advice for us ladies to get back into the dating world, or maybe some some advice on what to avoid in the dating world? Because goodness knows, it, I don't know when the last time I was trying to throw myself out there. Um, you know, <laughs> I, the, the requirements for the single gentleman out there were, were very few for me. Like, you know, you have to be employed at least, you know, and at this point in my life, employment could be like you're feeling, uh, you're 45 years old filling ice cream cones at the local Dairy Queen. So <laughs> any tips and any advice would be greatly appreciated, Bianca. And what, what are you? Is there tours coming up and stuff about that? I, I can't wait to see you again. My bestie, my bestie, don't burst my bubble. You're, you're my bestie when you're in town. <laughs> All right, Bianca. Give you my love. You stay safe now, Bye-bye. I am obsessed with Miss Tiffany from Kingston. Lights up my life. The last time I was there, it was so busy. We never got to spend that much time together. But... 
You are incredible. I went to Kingston Pride once and just like got to sit at a table and have a drink with her. And she is like the funniest person ever. Dating advice that I would say would be, I think that when you are coming into like who you are and you're more unapologetically yourself, it's important to find people who are in the same era of their life as you. If you date somebody too young, they're probably not up to par with what you're actually going through. If you date somebody too old, they might think you're too young and that they're not kind of like on the same page as you. I think it's important to try to find somebody who is kind of on the same journey as you. Um, And then when you match up or sync up, it'll be the thing that pushes you together, not push you away from each other, if that makes sense. I often find where like... If you're a young person dating an old person, you still want to like travel the world and move around and blah, 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 blah. Like that's not really a journey that you're going to be on with somebody who's more settled down already. So I would say that. And I think that in order to put yourself out there, you just got to go do it. You just got to go put yourself out out there. Just you, you keep saying it. But by saying it, you have to go do it and do it in safe spaces where you'll be respected, loved and celebrated for who you are. Thank you all so much for calling me for Famous this week. Don't forget to give me a little ring-a-ding-ding at 661-977-6855. That's 661-977-6855. I might call you back. I will for sure listen to your voicemail. And also, it's going to keep ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Don't worry, you're calling the right number. Just wait for the voicemail to click and then talk your face off. Bad relationships weird breakup stories, any good relationship, anything you want. We're getting closer and closer to Valentine's Day, so we want to talk about love. That's it for Famous This Week. I'm Priyanka. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, Famous This Week, wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave the pod a review and a five-star rating on Apple. Apple. On Apple. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. To keep up with things I talk about on the pod, go follow at forever.team and at mompodcast on Instagram. And while you're at it, give me a follow too at the Queen Priyanka on all social medias. I love you all very much. Good night. Goodbye. I bet I do. You know what people say? I bet I do. I bet I do. I bet I Anyways, I'm leaving. Bye. Forever. To listen to Famous This Week ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Famous This Week is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Brooklyn Heights and Priyanka. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Hey, Daddy. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 